Hello, welcome to another edition of This Is Mapa. I'm your host, I've got Roy and Kiri. Gentlemen, it's been two weeks since we last did a show. How you guys been? Good, good. A lot, a lot has happened. You know, say a week is a long time in football, but in Cyprus, two weeks is... Wow. An eternity. Roy, Shagala? Shagala, if you don't know, I'm fine. I'm fine. Hi, Kiri. Hi, Stel. Yeah, everything's fine. I mean... In Cyprus, we've got a saying that says "mihi rodera." Things can always be worse, you know, sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, but okay, man. Uh, how, how are you? How are you still? Yeah, you always ask us. We don't ask you. Uh, I've recovered from my tirade on Monday after the Olympiagos game. Okay. I've uh, recovered from giving Gop a bashing, being blocked on Instagram by them. Um, I've recovered from the, the tirade I gave them over the phone. On Monday, mm. oh, no, I'm good. I'm good. I didn't swear at them though, so I was, I was pretty. Oh, I was no, pretty no, you, you, you were an English gentleman. Thank you very much. Jolly good. Mm. Yeah. Was, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, let, let's let's talk about the two games then that we've obviously uh, haven't covered, and I want to start with our team, right? Omonia. Um, we drew against Buffer, and we lost against Olympiagos. Yeah. The Buffer game, we, we've we've touched on both games on the No Choftes podcast, which obviously you can listen to on, on the Shoot Defense platform. And I, I want to get Kiri in on this as well to talk about his opinions because looking at both games, the Buffer performance, as we discussed, was turgid. It was terrible. Um, got away with murder in that game. Then Olympiagos come, well, I say come, but it's still in, in Left Garcia. And uh, we lose 1-0. But there were so many incidents in this match that I honestly believe, had it not been for the shitstorm caused by the media and other people after the Doxa game, perhaps these instances wouldn't have happened. Um, and just to recap, Omonia lost 1-0 to Olympia Goz. Uh, Shehu was sent off for Omonia in the first half. I think it was the 35th, first, minute. 35th minute. So Omonia played the majority of the game with 10 men. Um, it wasn't a great performance overall from Omonia, but once Olympia Goz went a goal ahead, the club stepped up. They stepped forward, they went more attacking, had two penalty shouts. One of them, I believe, was Stonewall, but wasn't given, which was the foul on Banayodu in the last few minutes. Um, Omonia hit the post through EIE's shot. But again, another defeat for Omonia Roy. And um, yeah, we could, we could talk about things that we've discussed already, but how have, have you changed your thoughts since the last game? Because you didn't really speak too much about it in the, the No Chocolate. I didn't have the opportunity because I was I was at work uh, at the time we had the the pod. So I I heard I heard the pod. I heard you carefully. I mean, uh, you concentrated mostly on on some referee decisions. You said some things about the game as well. The truth is that the the things I'm thinking of are are more about. Not the game specifically, but generally about the next day, Omonia, and how we as fans should react to things. So, but if we're going to talk just about the game, uh, what I can say is that uh, the game against Paphos and the game against Olympia Goals were in some way similar because we, we don't forget we had the game against uh, Karabakh as well, week between these two games. Um, it was a, a, a continuation of the turning performances and appearances that we have, which is, uh, you know, um, 
the inability to to create a lot, the lack of physical power, pace, strength, um, players out of form, um, and um, lines close to, to each other. Uh, the psychology seems to have uh, taken a lot of players down, and the pressure is on. So I think under these circumstances is. Um, makes it more difficult for Omonia to bounce back. But on the other hand, I have come to terms with all these issues that have been uh, going on since the beginning of the year. And uh, we took the first two or three steps towards the right direction with Mr. Berg uh, taking the responsibility after the game against Olympia Gos with Andreas Dimitriou talking to the press and answering a lot of the questions that the fans had. That Baba Stavru as well uh, gave a slap on the wrists of some of the um, people there and uh, told them that he needs them to shit together. And additionally, they're adding uh, a person that knows Omonia and has been successful whenever he worked uh, or in all the fields, Nigos Haralambidis. So that's a more general uh, way I'm looking at it. Additionally, I want to say something to the fans, uh, even though I know this is not the notch of this podcast, but the fans should take advantage of this um, international break and take a step or two back, take a deep breath and try and uh, understand that they should try and be helpful to as to solve the problem Omonia has and not put more pressure or cause more problems with their attitude towards the club. Uh, now, the, the games, like I said, were, were very similar uh, in the sense that, again, we didn't create the, the end of the game. Just we had like three or four chances created. We weren't fast enough, weren't quick enough. But the strange thing is that some players individually you see the effort they put is what you said you can't blame anyone for lack of, of effort but it's as if you know that's how much I can do at the moment this is this is like the maximum the team can do at the moment for whatever reason you know so yeah if you're asking me if I'm happy if I'm satisfied if I'm content if I'm thinking that you know um, everything's going as it is planned my answer is no to all of these things. But if you ask me if I'm confident that things are going to change, yes, I am confident. And uh, I believe that um, we can do better, but it needs, uh, it's time for, to roll up the sleeves and, and start, you know, working and not talking so much. And what we have been doing, not just us, but everyone is just talking about the problems, but not actually doing something about them. So I think now it's time for for us to start working on that. Uh, I don't know if, if there's a lot more to, to say about the games. Yes, the referee decisions. For me, you know, if you're playing bad, that doesn't mean uh, that you deserve to get you know, something from the referee or if you're playing well the other way around. It's two separate things. I thought that that uh, day the, the referee wasn't good. 
I don't know if he had intent. I don't know if it was the pressure of previous weeks. I don't know what it was. I have a, a slightly different, you know, opinion to you when it comes to the uh, referee. I just, I just think it was a, a bad day. The red card when Shehu got sent off, I told you before that I think it's because he followed through with his other foot and maybe that's what caused the injury as well. So that was a bit, you know, dangerous. Uh, I don't know if, I don't want to say it was intentional. Maybe it was, you know, he just followed through and he didn't think, obviously, I don't think Shehu was thinking, oh, you know, I'm going to, He's not that kind of player, man. He's not that kind of player. Yeah, he's not like that. But it's like when we said with Jordi, when he got sent off, it's it was dangerous what he did. And even if it wasn't intentional, it was a dangerous play. And like I said, it wasn't his right foot that caused the problem. It was the left one that followed through. I don't know if he had another option, if he could have moved his body or his leg or whatever, so he wouldn't have caused the injury. And then the penalty again, um, I've seen clearer penalties not being given to Ammonia. That doesn't make it right. But Which one are you talking about though? The one on Gaguli or the other one on uh, Panayoto? Because, both, both. Because both. the thing is, because yeah. Sita didn't put them in the highlights package. So even if I wanted to put it on this, I can't do it because it's not in the highlights. They conveniently left them both out. Sometimes, I don't know if, if this still, because most of the time I go to the stadium and I don't watch the games on TV. Uh, a few years ago, and Kiri, correct me if I'm wrong, I think that they decided not to replay a lot of those fuzzies just to avoid exactly this thing, um, you know, people discussing about it. So they, they sometimes do it intentionally just so they don't cause... Um, well, they, they they love love to make a meal out of it when it was the Ammonia Doxa game the other week, though, didn't they? When Gagoli won the ball and they thought yeah, but that, was that Sita Vision or was it Prime Cell? I don't. Uh, Prime Cell, I think it was. I I'm I'm not sure if there if there is a conscious decision. I, I don't remember if if anyone came in and said this, but I I mean the general trend is that the broadcaster for the home side is going to usually lean lean towards them mm. with commentary or with with the highlights which is not good if you see a tweet of mine from a few days ago i said being a sports commentator in cyprus should, should entitle you to a diplomacy degree because they never take positions uh ah we're looking at it here difficult to say like it, it might be like breaking the leg or something, and they'll <laughs> they won't take a position. So I, I, in general, I don't like the level of of commentating here, um, but I don't blame the people doing the job because I know it, it's related to selling subscriptions and not agitating fan bases and everything. And if you remember a, few, uh, a month or two ago, uh, Milenko Spoljaric resigned from Primetel because he. I mean, he said it, but he didn't say it. But he basically said, you either want me here to say my opinion or you want, you know, I'm being attacked every every other week for, for what I say. So I think he, he had enough. So, but yeah, I don't want to digress from the general point here, but um, yeah. 
It sounds like we're doing a whole podcast on on this on this particular game, Rick Kiri. Um, but what, one thing I will ask you: What have you made of Olympiagos this season? Another managerial change. They've taken points off IL. They've beaten Omonia. When they when they lost Sarti in the summer, when they lost um, a few others, uh, Zahario, people were saying this team's going to struggle this season. But you know, Olympiagos' scouting team. I don't know where they find these players, but they, um, they've been sensational. Well, I have, Olymp- I mean, the last few years at least, I have Olympiacos in the kind of Doxa category in terms of like, quote unquote, uh, model. Uh, I mean, they have good relationships with, with agents. And I mean, I've heard so many cases where a player is linked with a separate club and Olympiagos might be quoted, oh, the player wants 10K a month. And then the player is linked with Omonia, Boyla, and Ortozi, oh, the player wants 30K uh, a month. So obviously it's not about the, the, the general market value of the, of the players per se, uh, which is a roundabout way of me saying that Olympiagos might have access to certain players for less money than a top four, top five club in Cyprus might have, which inadvertently, uh, you know, every year they result with having a, a few really good players, um, and then you know they might move on. They might be they might be bought. I mean, ironically, they, they, they made money off a manager leaving them with Petragis, but um, yeah, they, they've got some good players. Like definitely, like on the physical side, but also on on the technical side as well. Like Olympiagos on the counter are a dangerous side. Last year as well, they had some good games. But they were quite dangerous on the break. Yeah, they, they, they kind of remind me of like Southampton, really. They don't win much. They should say win many trophies. They win games, but they give the big teams uh, a run for their money. Their youth academy is thriving um, and they change managers frequently. So there you go. Yeah. yeah. That's my analogy. But let's talk about another team that has had a, a mixed season, and that's Anorthosi. Uh, they lost 3-2 to Aris uh, after being three down after, what, 20 minutes, 25 minutes? Something silly like that. 19 minutes. 19, yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. And then they beat Abuel. I, I don't know how they beat Abuel, actually. Abuel played pretty well, in all fairness. But Artimata with another cracking goal uh, to give them the 2-1 victory. Um, if I, yeah, if I, I'll just say something. Artimata apparently doesn't score anything other than a belter. Yep. <laughs> Every single goal is is uh, difficult to score. Um, but yeah, shout out to him, I, I guess. But um, uh, no, really good goal. But uh, they they were not bad against Abuel. Uh, Abuel were good the first thirty minutes of the first half. But even then, Anorthosi like quasi threatened to to score in between uh, sections of Abuel's dominance. But um, they they got really they were much better than Abuel in the in the second half. I mean, I'm not saying they they shelled them with shots and everything, but they they were the the better side and the the goal was coming, the one one was coming, and then obviously yeah the the, the two one as well. But um, I'm trying to decide if Kvilidaya when he scored if if that was a non celebration or a muted one. It was it was he he thought about it. Am I gonna anger them? But uh, yeah, no, he he kept it uh, 
semi-cultured, I, I, I suppose, uh, against uh, against Bayern uh, against Anastasi uh, for whom he played la last season. Um, Did you notice how no one celebrated with him though? Yeah, yeah. Did you notice? Yeah, <laughs> everyone was around Natal, wasn't he? Natal, yeah. Yeah, uh, for the yeah, because yeah, I mean he practically scored the goal, but uh, I mean shout out to Billy Dyer because you have to follow through. Yeah, you, you don't know it was on trickling towards the the line, but um, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, Abuel, we talked about the def um, the defending every other week, so uh, not not surprised they conceded two away from home. Um, was interesting to me in the, I mean, he came on in the second half. I mean, his set pieces, I, I mean, uh, I have been, I mean, been known to be an Ike Athens supporter. So I have a soft spot for him for, for winning the, helping Ike win the league uh, a few years ago. But his set pieces are just so good. Uh, re, I mean, it's the one thing that, I mean, his physicality is declining all the time he's I mean 34 years old obviously some big injuries but his set piece is really good but he also had this solo effort in the second half when he came on um but he he kind of like jumbled the the final uh, finish of it but yeah and also Lafferty uh, in the first half uh, there was a, a bit where uh, I can't remember if it was in Abuel's goal or when Abuel had a really good chance but he he wanted a penalty or a foul. Yeah, it, it, it would have looked quite soft, wouldn't it? Yeah, it, it was, it was I mean, for, for a player who played in some tough leagues, Lafferty, I, I, I found it soft. I mean, okay, he didn't give it. And to, to lose all that time on the ground and hands up and everything. And also because it, it affects your teammates as well, because they have to pause for a split second and kind of badger the ref and kind of like, help you you know help your cause with the you know with the with the call you didn't get but yeah I, I think it was it was a bit poor from him but yeah there you go what did you make of the winner then because that went to var a shot from outside the box it looked like two players were in offside positions perhaps one of them was obstructing the goalkeeper's view uh maybe the goalkeeper should have done better as well because michael came in for um Scofet, didn't he mm. i went in real time i thought this is for sure offside. I thought it was definitely offside, but actually not even about the player obstructing. I thought uh, Wada was offside, but then in the replay, Wada came from an onside position. So then it goes solely to whether the keeper was obstructed. And I, I could honestly see it go both ways, um, but I, I wasn't too mad with the, with the goal standing, you know, but it's the thing that, we, I mean, we've talked about this a bit before as well. It's not so much each decision, it's keep it coherent, keep it consistent. So the next time this happens, I think Roy brought this up in a previous episode. If you're gonna give, if you're gonna give this goal, you have to give it next time as well. If and if it goes to VAR next time for a, a shot from outside the box and the penalty box is littered with opposition players, okay, depends on the position as well. But if if it happens again. Let it stand. Same thing with Shahu's red card, which uh, same. I'm I'm on Roy's camp here. I'm I'm leaning towards it being a, a red because of the wrapping around of the leg. But doesn't matter. Next time it happens, you have to give it as well. Um, give, give the give it the next time because it, it. I think one of the major reasons why the fans are really riled up, it's because of the in incoherent application of the decisions, even with VAR, which is a shame. 
Um, that being said, I, I mean, sorry for going back to the to the Omonia game. I know you've covered it in depth at the, on the No Chopters podcast, um, but I just wanted to bring something up about fan culture in relation to that, uh, just very briefly. And I, how, ungr- how ungrateful are fans, right? I was listening to the radio the day after and an Omonia fan called and he was talking quite calmly. He wasn't, you know, screaming all over the place. Uh, but he was saying some wild things uh, like, oh, you know, Chebovic doesn't have the easy finish. And then the, the commentators go, yeah, but he scored eight goals last season. Yeah, but it, it was a fluke. And then... And then he was kind of like degrading uh, the the manager a bit. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I was like, I was like being made like a, a 10 minute Omoniadi fan. Like, I was like, what what are you talking about? Because sometimes it has a, like a neutral fan has to view things from the outside to appreciate the work that's being put in. Because um, that guy was going on and on and on. And the one of the guys who was uh, hosting, uh, a personal friend of mine, he goes. Uh, friend, are you sure you're an Omonia fan and not uh, a hidden Abuel fan? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it, I just I just found it interesting. It's like you can't please certain people. Like a league title after so many years, you know, it's it's not easy. The, yeah, this is something that Roy and I have spoken about at great length this season uh, about Henning Bergen. It's always been the case of two top finishes. If you want to include the season where. COVID ended it. So that's two top finishes, a quarterfinal of a cup, uh, two European campaigns on the bounce for the you know, first time in the club's history. What more do people want? They expect Omonia to be winning every single game. And we've we picked apart so many flaws of this season, how many, how many things have gone wrong. But the bigger picture is this. The club has had so many injuries this season for key players and it hasn't been one or two key players. It's been five or six. So what do you expect? If you take Abolon's best five players, Ajax's best five players, Aboel's best five players, where would these clubs be right now? So, you know... I don't know a, about Abuel, man. Well, yeah, but what I'm saying, where would Abuel be right now? Take out Nadel, take out uh, Gvilidaya, who else have they got? That's it. Those two players have been carrying this season. Souza as well. Oh, Kriashvili, technically, yeah. but uh, he should have been, but not really so far. But there you go. But, um, I mean, Abuel against Anorthosi, the first half at least, I think it was the first time that I started noticing some something, <laughs> some sort of coherence in their play, some sort of patience in the build up, some sort of combination um, happening. Uh, but I mean, yeah, let's see how that progresses after the after the break as well. Well, this is it, gents. Very, very quickly, did something happen to cause a little bit of a stir between the two sides? Because I didn't really read the headlines. Did something happen? Roy? Kiri? Kiri? Does someone want to just summarise it? In in a in a diplomatic way, <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think Kiri can do that better than what I. <laughs> well, because he's the seasoned journalist, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, he speaks I mean, a lot better English than me. <laughs> I'll give no, over. <laughs> I mean, it's. I mean, it's not surprising. We've seen this a, a thousand times, um, with with all the clubs. 
you have to, it's like almost like you have to play this theater, like this little drama, uh, partially for your own fan base to say, ah, oh, you know, we're fighting, they're fighting for the club, they're fighting for me, they're, put, they're putting this thing on. And also for the next time um, to put some pressure on the refs, like, like it happened with, um, you know, after the Omonia uh, Doxa game when everyone started piping up and yeah, you have to, you have to put this on. I don't see that. I don't understand all the controversy with the, the Anorposi uh, Abuel game. It was fine. It was one major contentious piece of, of officiating, which was the, the goal. But, but, with most people that I've spoken, everyone says, "Yeah, I, I could, I could see why it was given." You know, uh, Abuel asked for a penalty as well in the last minute with Arayuri. Uh, it was the second goal, I think, with an offside. Yeah, but but it was really funny. Did you read the announcements between the two clubs? I I, I no, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I feel like, please do, please do, please do. Is <laughs> is really because because. You know, they started blaming each other, the history about which is the most ethical team and we are <laughs> and uh, not, nothing was given to us. And, uh, oh, Abuel likes 50-50s, 50 for them, <laughs> 50 uh, against the other teams. And that's how I well, uh, let's ask Abuel why after two years with VAR, they haven't gone in, they haven't been to Europe and they haven't won a championship. Ah, it's the, Abuel doesn't like it because before Anorthosis had to score three goals, so one would be allowed. And <laughs> Abuel answered back, and then Anorthosis back, and I was like, "Yes, it's, it's, it's one of those moments you just want to sit back and light a cigar, <laughs> you know, and say, ah, where were you fuckers a couple of weeks ago, huh?'" Well, you know what I love about this, right? Because in in anywhere else in the world, if it be the Premier League in the Bundesliga, a club will put out a statement. They wouldn't fire shots. They wouldn't mention names. They wouldn't point out things that have happened in the past. They just come up with a professional statement and that's it, put it out as a press release. In Cyprus, however, it is dirty laundry everywhere. It doesn't matter. And it's like a tennis match. One back, one hits one to the other, one to the other. It's it's brilliant. I love it. I, I absolutely love it. The the peak was last year with, um, was it Omonia Apoel? Where every other day, almost... No, th- there was a day when there was a back and forth every two hours, yeah. like with new statements. And because I was covering it at the time for the paper, I couldn't keep up because we have to go <laughs> to the press at, yeah. like in, at night. And it was like back and forth, back and forth. And yeah, but... Um, well, no, talking it, about it, ethics. My goodness. Yeah, yeah but also the obviously Which? the... The um, the big one was the Timo Catalogos uh, <laughs> comment that sparked a thousand essays, a thousand uh, think pieces or whatever. But um, but it, it goes back to what we were saying a few weeks ago when uh, we said it's just the protagonists that change. It's just the names that change. You know, it's it, in football. It's not who wants to clear the football. It's just who wants to be the one that makes it dirty the most. It's like a bunch of criminals in prison, but, you know, they're all criminals, but they're in there for different reasons. You know, not everyone is in there for, for the same reason. You we're know? in there for murder. What are you here for? Burglary? <laughs> what are you here for? Arson? Yeah, yeah, you know. Should we mention that uh, the football association's headquarters were 
attacked, I guess, spray painted. Was it me? I'll probably say <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably uh, London. Which the, the funny thing was that they they misspelled the referee's name. They they spray paint they spray painted Theo Lee's name on the on the walls and they misspelled his name. And you know what's funny? Because he was considered by I guess the neutral or the common opinion was that he was the best ref the season before. So if the if your best ref gets his name sprinted on the football association's walls, then I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where we're, where we're heading towards, but a hint and a half for what's going to happen. This is Mappa. <laughs> I mean. Uh, yeah, now something we forgot. And also, is also for Babutsos, who is the you know brother of the Adidon, and then Babutsos, the, the chief of the referees association. Yeah. yeah so like he's not welcome, and he should be, <laughs> and he's never welcome. And Donis Papadopoulos, and if he steps foot here, we're gonna kick him out. <laughs> yeah, man, amazing, absolutely amazing. You gotta love it, man. Well, Joe, let's, let's quickly talk about Addis. Big spending Addis, backed by the Russians in a what they call what they call Limassol now, Little Moscow or something like that. Well, you, you, can, pick and choo- you can pick and choose. I, I use Limassol Grad. Limassol grad. <laughs> um, by the way, I saw, some, I, I saw a stat today. I don't know if it's true that there are as many Russian speakers in Cyprus as there are people from Paphos. <laughs> <laughs> That wouldn't surprise me. No, that wouldn't surprise me. I mean, a few years ago, there were like 50,000 in Limassol alone. Yeah. So I think that we've, we've got close to 60,000 Russian speakers in Cyprus. Probably more, I would say, in the last few years, because there's a lot of Ukrainians who came here as well for work. Um, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's, yeah. A, it's a big community. But, but um, with Adis... Okay, first of all, uh, I'm uh, I'm my uh, appreciation of if I'm pronouncing it is it Stabinsky, right? Stabinsky. Yeah. Uh, it, it seems like a very old school. Tra- it reminds me of the '90s where a Syria R reject comes to Cyprus and walks the league uh, solely because of like finish and off the ball movement, like t- just two attributes. Uh, I mean, not to downplay them at all, by the way. But um, yeah, a really good player. Hat trick in 19 minutes, if I'm not mistaken. Let's say 21 to round up uh, against Anorthosis in the previous round. And um, yeah, I I noticed the Addis now have a a group of girls or women uh, playing uh, band instruments uh, on on the stands to to create uh, a vibe. if I can use that word, and also the apparently the new uh, Aris Bakker, which I, his name is escaping me right now, but I think he's Russian, uh, was so ecstatic with the three 0 lead during the game against Anorthosi, where he basically made the concession stands free for every attending fan of, of every Aris attending fan. Uh, it was, yeah, it's like uh, an all-you-can-drink, all-you-can-eat uh, concession stand. Which, I, I think I'm going to buy a season ticket for Aries. Have... <laughs> <laughs> You'd be surprised how many uh, Abolon and IL fans have told me the exact same thing. 
Not a surprise, man. Not a surprise. But look, they, they, you know, Stepinski, the guy that you mentioned, he's on loan from uh, Hellas Verona, isn't he? Mm. I don't know if they've paid the fee to to loan him because that seems to be a thing now, and you have to you pay a fee to loan a player. But from what I've been told, from what I understand, there is a uh, a future purchase uh, option of two million euros, which is yeah for Cyprus. It's a lot of no, money. that's that's not um, that's not going to happen anyway. But and it's it's a lot of money. But he is, I think, twenty six years 26, old. Yeah. Which is, I think that's the main reason why you would slap that price tag on him. If he was like 30, 31, probably be 500,000 euros, so, something like yeah. that. But I'm not, sure, not sure about if they paid fee, uh, no, no clue. But if they're paying his salary in full, that's still a big thing for uh, yeah. to get him off the, off the books for a year. Yeah, but he's, he's walking this league at the moment, isn't he? And I'm um, actually <laughs> quite happy for Oljaric too. He scored two of the three goals as well. That's right. He, he always had the quality on the ball, but and I mean his brother as well. But um, I mean, obviously in football, it's it's not just just the, the quality. But, Is it yeah. the one who played in the academies of Atletico Madrid? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not, not easy to come through those. Uh, you know that that league. I mean, people think that the Spanish football is really only about technique and only about passing and all that stuff. But it's it's you have to have toughness as well to 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 make it there as as well. So it's it's not easy. I mean, to to for the expectation to be for him to go through the ranks and make it to a La Liga side, even if it's not Atletico, it's 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 not easy. Absolutely. Well, look, Roy needs to leave in a few minutes. So before yeah. you bounce, Philemon, one thing I need to ask you, Ayek, uh, at the beginning of the season, in fact, when we started doing the preview, I had the feeling they'd be dark horses for the title. They beat Olympiagos 1-0 and then they absolutely battered Abolon. Sorry, Kiri. Battered them 4-1. <laughs> um, what do you make of Ayek so far this season? Uh, firstly... Uh... I'd like to say a little bit about that game. I, I told Kiri before we started recording that even though Apollon uh, was the only team that uh, won the first four games, it seemed that when they would lose, they might lose with a big score because of the, of the way and the style they're trying to play. Even though... They weren't bad defensively. I'm not going to say that it looked like every game they can concede four goals. But because they they sat behind the score and then I scored more, they opened up and, and I thought that I did extremely well. Triskovsky as well. I mean, we were talking about Stepinski, but what can we say about Triskovsky? He's been in the Cypriot League for so many years. For me, one of the best players uh, in the Cypriot League, definitely he's the best player I had in the history of um, what has been now like third, almost more than 25 years. But when was Ike established? So very good player, 94. So almost 30 years, just under 30 years. So for a player to be the, the best in a, a team in 30 years, it says a lot about him. Uh, the game, I think Ike, um, we, we mentioned before that Ike is trying after two years of mediocrity to go back into being that team 
uh, that is going to be everyone's second team, you know, that because they, no, no, no one really hated Ayak, you know. I've heard people saying, oh, you know, I hate Abuel, I hate Anorthosis, I hate Abolon, I hate Ayel. No, no one says I hate Ayak, you know. It's a, it's, it's a team that like, man, I'm going to hate Ayak. Everything about them is, is, is sympathetic. You know, you feel they've got the home ground, they've got a nice stadium, you know, the, they've got some uh, people behind the team who are serious, you know, that they're... they're they try to be ethical, you know, that they don't have anything in their history. They trip the taxi, okay, taxi. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll tell you what, they're, they're very, their social media is excellent. I'll tell you that. And also the, the merchandising that they've got right now, they've got these, these what's it called? They've got the soldiers' masks. Have you seen them? Okay. And the yeah. shields for the kids. I mean, come on, that is brilliant. You won't see like a kid walking around in, in a, looking like a defile, would you? You know, <laughs> you know, what are you? I'm a, yeah. a, sham, yeah, but, a shamrock, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, like a, like a, what else? Aren't you a broccoli? <laughs> a leprechaun. <laughs> leprechaun. leprechaun. <laughs> well, he, he plays for Abuel, but he doesn't, he doesn't really play for him. He's on the bench. Yeah. No, but, but I mean, yeah. I Sorry. just, because I, I have to go, I've got two minutes, I have to go. I, like I said, it seems like after two years of mediocrity, trying to to do something to build a team that's going to win the titles, I think, again. I don't know if they'll be able to do it, but on the, I, I, I can't say that they won't. They seem like a team that time's working for them. They've got a good squad. They, they put depth. Uh, Thiago is coming in as well from injury and another one or two players. Uh, they, they seem to have a, a good balance between experienced players, some good Cypriot players as well. Not a lot, but some of them, some young talent like uh, Naum and Mamas are good players. So I believe that uh, Ajax is going to be um, a really solid and good team. For me, it wasn't a very big surprise. Obviously, the, the 4-1 seems like a, a very big score and it is but um, this league so far has uh, proven that you know uh, everything is possible everyone can beat everyone and everyone could drop points it's really competitive that's like a, a more general um, opinion I have about the league but uh, anyway guys I'm really sorry I have to go no worries mate have a good um, one and uh, we'll chat later, okay? 100%, Roy. Thank you very much, Philemon. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Have a good one. Take care, Take care. Abolon did play with fire a few games. Um, but, I mean, the, um, although Ike were really, really good, especially in the final third, um, and, you know, between Triskovsky and Derbyshire, they've got some super high-quality forwards. But I mean, the the score was compounded by Abolon's. Uh, how do I put this mildly? Like defensive, comical, co comical stupidity. Are you talking about know. the third goal? I, yeah, but I mean that just like it was the, the cherry on top, you know. It it was just not a day at the races for the Dimitri. I, I mean, I feel sorry for him because mm. obviously he's a Cypriot goalkeeper. I, I want him to do well, but um. 
that was not good. That was not good at all. Um, and also, I mean, uh, Jovanovic is injured, so he's trying to reclaim his place because he had a, a very extended run um, for for Abolon where he did he did okay, but he's not. He didn't seem like you know the a keeper in the title winning side, if that makes sense. He, he was not bad at all, actually. When he he did a mistake against the Napoel game, where he came way off his line, gave a, a needless penalty away, and I mean I wrote a very sympathetic piece for him um, at the time, but it hasn't seemed like he's he's grown much from then. Uh, and I, I know it's not easy if you're not playing consistently, but yeah, n- not not a great performance uh, against like. But then again wide open at the back, um, you know, the, the relationship between the goalkeeper and the defence is kind of neutral. Usually one feeds into the confidence of the other and no one no one covered themselves in glory against Ike. Uh, that being said, yeah, Ike played really well on, on, the, on the break. Uh, some good crosses from the left, from the right, some excellent finishes. I can't, uh, can't pronounce his name properly. But it wasn't the Triskovsky goal that was. Um, uh, uh, Gerusko. Yeah, Gerusko. Uh, yeah, it's kind of difficult to, to, for me to pronounce it, but uh, his finish was so good, so clean, uh, really well struck. Um, but I mean, there was a moment, there was like a 20 minute period where I was like, maybe, maybe there's a way back. And at the 2 0, Abolon pushed forward. They, they created some really good chances or some good situations where a good final pass might have resulted into something but Ike retreated they, they were compact they defended well they protected the the goal mouth quite well um and they just yeah when it when it became three nil it was yeah there was there was no way back into the game for our and after I was expecting a better performance after a hard fought win against IL. Um, whether again the refereeing was called into question, um, yeah, I, I thought Abolon merited uh, a, a slight win, although a draw would have been a fair result as well in that game to go to go back because we didn't do a, an episode during that week. But yeah, but I think overall the table is actually a fair representation of what we've seen so far um, from from all teams. Um, and one thing actually I, I forgot to mention about Ayek, uh, okay, it's not directly related to them at the present, but one of their former managers is currently sixth in La Liga uh, for Rayo Vallegano, Andoni yep. Iraola. And there's a really good piece written by a fellow writer um, on my timeline on Twitter. I've retweeted it. So if you, if you guys want to go check that out, if you for the Ayek fans among you, if you want to see how he's doing um, as a manager at the moment. Mm, absolutely. Well, uh, just quickly on Abol on your team here. Uh, I think the warning signs were there going as back as probably Aris, uh, was it 10th, 11th of September, when you look, when you beat them 1-0. And Aris had a few opportunities near the end of the game. Okay, there was nothing really clear cut, but you could see um, a few chinks in the armour defensively. And then obviously you beat Abuel who, again, have been quite terrible going, going forward, but yet they still created a few opportunities. And then, obviously, Ayel came to town, which I say it was a local derby anyway, so you know what I mean. 
Um, but against Ayak, it's almost as if they identified your weaknesses defensively and just went at it. I mean, Ayak this season have been very solid. They've been compact. They've been very, um, how can I put it, efficient. I think that's the best word to use to describe them this season because they, they like to stretch the play, but they can damage you through the middle. Um, mm. Matt Darbyshire likes to drop deep. Chiskowski just won't stop scoring. He's a goal machine. Um, but I think that, that third goal that we mentioned wasn't, I don't know, that's Keystone Cops, isn't it? That's Benny Hill. You kind of want Benny Hill music. But the, the other goals, um, clinical, absolutely clinical. And I, I think, as I said, you guys have shown glimpses that you can be got at defensively mm. because it doesn't seem to be, maybe since Zalai left, I don't know, maybe, do you think that's fair? Um, I'll, I don't think I'll, losing Yusta has been a big loss to you guys, to be fair. I'll, I'll mention three points based on, on your comments. So one is, um, so early in the game, we we conceded the first goal. It, it's, it's something I keep mentioning almost for, almost for every team in the league, but Abuel, I've been very guilty of it, and I know this as well, which is a defensive width. It seems like when a team is attacking, a lot of teams here have a tendency to uh, gravitate towards that flank. So when the cross goes to the back post, so often, so many teams have conceded like that. Abuelan conceded uh, that one as well, and that was a nil-nil. So it's not a case of of uh, overcommitting. It was a box standard attack, and a back post cross was just so easy for them to to score through. That that's one thing. The other thing is, um, and again, it's related to departing players. So Zalai obviously was a really good player. He was, he was a really good player. He was a fan favorite because he was he was young. He was so humble, so determined. Even his um, his dad was like he made some really good comments when he was linked with moves away from Cyprus. But it, it's a combination of things. I think Eustace was a loss, maybe not a huge one, uh, but obviously he was an experienced player. There's some intangible qualities that you might have brought that you're missing that, okay, you might not be seeing the mistakes from his replacement, but then again, Yusli might have been talking to the to the defence, he might have been talking to the keeper, talking to his fullbacks. He was like a, a commanding presence uh, at the back, but also you've missed Pedro. Okay, he wasn't the same player he was when he first came to Cyprus. I mean, for me, one of the best right backs who've uh, ever come to Cyprus. And it's a shame he hasn't got the league title to to show for it. But um, yeah, obviously he wasn't the, the same player uh, the two previous seasons. But that's another presence, that right back, who, who's kind of missing. OK, we've got Mavrias and Fiyodis. It's not quite the same. Um, but yeah, there's it, a combination of things. But I, I will say one thing that is a difference between the Ike game and the Abuela Island Aris game. It's the way the score went. Ike scored early. Ike scored the second goal early. So then you're chasing the game very early on with a manager that at nil-nil wants to raise the defensive line really high up. At nil-nil wants to press really high up. At, uh, at nil-nil, he refuses to, to slow the game down and, and kind of like freeze it where it suits him. So 
whether, and I'm not bemoaning that those attributes, but they are characteristics of the way uh, Zorniger wants to play football. And he won't change either. You could tell he's one of those no. head coaches where he's got his system. That's how he's going to play. And it's down to the players to play that system. He's not going to change for that. Exactly, which is a very German attribute because it reminds me of, I'm not comparing them whatsoever, by the way, uh, in general, but like Farke. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, because okay. Farke came up saying uh, Wagner when he was at Brighton. Um, mm. They they have this thing where, and it it's, um, it's a do or die kind of thing because the utter commitment to how they want to play can result in some exceptional football. They have uh, really coherent pressing systems, co uh, coherent uh, pressing triggers, uh, coherent attacking patterns. But then if it goes wrong, it really goes wrong. Uh, it, it really goes wrong. So I'm, I'm not bemoaning him because I'm looking to see where we're at two months down the line, uh, January. I think that would be a fair time to, to start delving deeper into how he wants to play. But yeah, the his um, his tendencies were conducive to us getting trounced uh, with the way the game started. So uh, I'm not too fast now. Obviously, during the game, you, you know, seeing the the scoreline unfold in that manner is not pleasant. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm cool with where we're at at uh, five games in. I, if I win the game in hand. There are 10 points, uh, one, two, two points behind Abolon, uh, one behind Ike, I think, if I'm not mistaken. But um, yeah, they'll, yeah, they'll be on 10 points if they win. They'll be yeah. 10 points, yeah. I, I, think it's, I think it's a fair start to the league considering everyone's performances so far. Yeah. Obviously, plus or minus three points for every club. Um, but yeah, I, I think more or less where we, we're, we're, uh, each team needs to be. Yeah. The thing is, I look at the league table and at the beginning of the season, I said, this is going to be a very close season, I believe anyway. Um, because we saw last season how, you know, Abolon and Almonia and even Ayel to some extent were, were the three teams look, you know, chasing the title. And it ultimately went down to the penultimate game of the season when uh, Abolon drew against Olympia Goz and Almonia beat Ayek and, and the title was, was done and dusted. Um, but when when you look at the teams in this league at the moment, you, you can't rule out Addis to be in the top four. You can't rule out Buffo to be in the top four. You can't even rule out Aboel. You know, as, as bad as they've been, you know, they, they've got the players and the capabilities. Look, Skufe, I think, is going to be one of the best goalkeepers. I think he's a fantastic goalkeeper. And for Udinese to be happy to let him go there, it's a bit funny for me. Um, but he's a, he's a fantastic goalkeeper. Um you know, uh, Anorthosi, four, four of the, sorry, three of the four bottom teams um, are, are the top teams, Anorthosi, Omonia and Abuel. So, yeah, apart from Ethnic Goz, who I feel really sorry for because, you know, my mate Flory plays for him. Yeah. I think it's going to be a difficult season for him, obviously. But the rest of the teams, you know, I don't know. Do you want to just quickly predict your top four before we wrap it up, Ray? Top, top four? Uh, Not in any particular order, just four teams that you think are going to be in the top four. I, yeah, I think uh, if I had to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to reverse engineer this and say, I mean, which club I would be the most surprised if they missed out, as in I'm quite certain that they'll make the top four is Ayl. I think they're not mm. missing out for sure. Um, I want to say 
uh, Ayek because of the scoring power, ah, it's, it's difficult. And, and then Apoela uh, pneumonia, uh, sorry, Apoela pneumonia, probably. Um, yeah, I'm not favoring Olympiagos or Doxa, even though they play well, and Aris, because we've, in pre, I'm just going by previous seasons where uh, a lower ranked club started really well. And then second round, they kind of drop off. Mm -hmm. uh, we've seen Bafos, even with a heavy kind of like investment and, and a really good recruitment process, uh, good starts or good sections, then they taper off. Good section, taper off. So I'm just favoring the traditional sides a little bit here, going by uh, previous seasons. So I'll say uh, in no order, uh, Apollon, Ike, Ail, Omonia. Yeah. I, I think Omonia is going to bounce back, yeah. Yeah. And Joe, I'm not even going to try and be contrary about this. I agree wholeheartedly with that top four. The, the, I, I personally believe the teams that have got the most uh, stability will be the ones that have been the top four. It's that simple. And the only reason I, I would have said Buffer maybe two weeks ago, but they just don't have the minerals. And I know Jason Puncher might be watching. And I love Jason. You know, we, we, we speak quite uh, frequently and he won't thank me for saying this because he was talking to me about potentially winning the title at the beginning of the season. Um, but again, listen, th those are targets. Those are targets and you can't knock them for having, but you know, there's such a dysfunctional team from on the pitch and off the pitch. I, I can't turn around and say they're going to be contenders for the title. But listen, stranger things have happened in Cyprus. Stranger yeah. things have happened, as we say. Uh, this is I mean, um, the, the one thing I think that um, the mid to, to low table sides have realised is that they need fans to, to come and watch them. Yes. Uh, I, I know Bafos have been trying hard to get people to come to the stadium and Aris uh, are doing the same now. They're, they're trying to encourage people to, to come and see them because it just changes the mentality of the players. They feel supported. Um, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. In a, it, It's a bit soon at the moment. But it'll be interesting to see the average attendance of Aris Bafos in a year or two from now. Absolutely. Well, Giraldo, thank you very much, man. It's been another episode of This Is Mappa. Before I let you go, do you want to give us your, your Instagram? No, I keep saying Instagram. I'm so used to saying Instagram with Royal No, no Choftes, no, Twitter and everything else, mate. It's okay. Um, yeah, uh, I'm on Twitter uh, at N-I-C-O-L-A-O-U-K-Y-R-I. -I. Uh, yeah, I'm on there. Tweeting sometimes about football, sometimes about business stuff. Uh, probably not for this crowd, but yeah. yeah people still not? learning. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Happy to... Uh, any questions people might have, any any translations of Cypriot-related uh, football stuff, happy to, happy to help. Excellent. Maybe next week, maybe, maybe we can do bit of a review of the separate national team and how bad they're probably going to do in the, in the in the international break but that's it yeah wonderful All right well, that's it boys and girls we'll be back very very soon so take care